it's time to shake off some things that the enemy has designed to destroy us and say it has no authority over me. I'm just going to shake it off. I'm not going to get consumed with it. I'm not going to get distracted by it. I'm just going to shake it off. If you don't mind, put both hands in the air. Let's invite the presence of God into this place right now. Lord Jesus, we pray over the next few moments, Lord God, that there is a transferring of faith one to another, that regardless of what people have been deceived with, confused with, or disillusioned with, that there is a breaking forth that happens, that somebody is allowed to shake off a weight that has deceived them, that has distracted them. Let it be loosed in this place right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. Hallelujah. God is going to move, I believe, in a very powerful way. I just felt so strongly in the Spirit, so I'm going to try to get to the point and get out of the way and let God do a work. Here, Paul is he was on a missions trip if you will he has seen the voice heard the voice of God seeing the vision he knows where he is supposed to go he is headed to Rome he's going to take the gospel there he knows uh, even to Caesar himself he understands the things that are going to happen at least uh, in the limited parts of the vision that God has shown him and we get to chapter uh, 21 of, cha of, of Acts, and we see that there were even some among within the church that tried to discourage him and say, don't you understand, Paul, what is going to happen? You're going to be turned over to the Gentiles. You are going to be killed. You are going to be destroyed. And Paul just had to say, you know what? I understand what I signed up for. And he just had to shake it off. Uh, you may be right. You, you may be 100% right. But all I know is what God showed me. And so I'm not going to get distracted by the rumors. I'm not going to get distracted by the naysayers. I'm not going to get distracted by the people who didn't see my vision and don't understand what I saw. But I know what I saw. I know what I felt. I know what I heard in an altar. So at some point, we just have to say, you know what? I know you don't get it, but I'm just going to have to let that and go we have to shake it off Paul had to shake it off Paul's anointing Paul's authority came not by men but by God therefore Paul's protection came not from the counsel of men but by walking in the will and within the call of God. Let me tell you, you can get all sorts of counsel you want, and that's not a bad idea. But at the end of the day, you better line up with what God has spoken into your spirit and directed you to do. You better line up with the Word of God and what God's instructions say, because in that will and that call comes the protection. Maybe I can say it another way. It is easy to shake off it is easy to shake off the distraction of the world and this life when you are walking in the call, in the will, in the anointing of God. When God has given you a glimpse into the future and what He has called you to do, there are some distractions you can completely ignore. In fact, the anointing and spiritual authority only remains as you continue to walk in the will and the call that God has placed on your life. The distractors 
were right. He would be in the hands of the Gentiles. He would suffer death. But in walking in the will and the call of God, it had reaches far beyond the immediate. What he could not understand at that time is that even behind the prison bars that there would be churches that would be started. There would be ministries that would be ignited. There would be new ministers that would be anointed. And now some 2,000 years later, Later, church after church has read over two-thirds of the New Testament in which he wrote from behind prison doors and now has inspired people, has anointed people, has called people. How easy it would have been to be distracted by those that say it's not going to happen. It's not going to work out. Paul, don't do it. But at some point in time, you got to recognize the voice of God and not for yourself and say, you know what? I don't care what happens. I'm going to walk in the presence and the anointing of God at some point you just gotta shake it off at some point yeah you may be right but I know what God called me to do you may be a hundred percent I know I'm inadequate I know I have no right to expect what God spoke into my spirit and you may be right but I'm just gonna have you don't mind I'm just gonna shake it off turn to someone and say shake it off it's, it's, it's one of those things that happens that, that's, that somebody can be very well-meaning and they, they try to give you some wisdom and direction, but if it, con- if it conflicts with the Word and the voice of God, I promise you, you better step and stay in the will of God because that's where your protection is. Now on board of a ship, and there's the storm and all the clamorings for, we're all going to die. And Paul knew good and well He was not going to die. He didn't know how it would happen, but he knew this wasn't it. Why did he know that? He was walking in the will and the calling of God, and he'd got a glimpse of something that was beyond, and he wasn't there yet. So I I believe he's drawing back to that, what we see in Mark chapter 16, and say, this ain't it. (laughs) We're all going to be okay. If everyone stays in the ship, it's all going to turn out all right. And, And he's speaking faith, and so everyone stays in the ship And the storm gets worse. Isn't that how it always is? He's going to try. The enemy is going to try to deceive you and back you into a corner. See, I told you you were wrong. You better recant everything that you said. But Paul doubled down. Paul was, how could he have that confidence? How could he just shake off what everybody was saying and what all these experienced sailors knew to be true? How could he do that? Because he had got a glimpse of something that was beyond and he was headed that direction. So he said, you know what? I'm just going to have to shake it off. I know everyone is scared. And then when they say we're going to kill all the prisoners because we can't have them escaping, Paul has a confidence it ain't going to be me. How do you know that I've got a glimpse of something that's on the other side? God showed me something, and I'm walking as he showed me to walk, and so I don't have to be concerned about it. And sure enough, everyone makes it to shore, dripping wet, and there is cold, and now they're at risk for hypothermia. How does Paul have confidence just to shake it off? Well, because this ain't how it's supposed to end. I saw what it's going to be like, and this ain't it. And there's a confidence that he can shake it off. And now some barbarians, the Scripture calls him, comes out and makes them a fire in this pouring rain. I don't know how they do it, but they make them some sort of fire. And here they are warming themselves. 
And Paul then gets and does what he's supposed to do. He's a, you know, he's a prisoner. He's doing what maybe others are not uh, doing. They're sitting around the fire, and he's going and getting the wood and putting it in the fire. And we know the story about how that viper comes out from the, the flames and out of that wood and latches on to him. And Paul just has to shake it off. It's not that it was not potentially a lethal dose of venom. It's not that, that, that maybe he was totally clueless about what had just happened. But I believe Paul is holding on to a promise that is still yet in the future. And so it may not be comfortable. It may not be what I want to walk through. But I just believe I can shake it off one more time. I can just let this one go because it's in God's hands. My confidence is beyond where I am now. Shake it off. Being what good folks do, well-meaning, they sit back and just watch, wait for him to die. And Paul doesn't die. He just physically shakes it off. They don't run to his aid. They sit on the sidelines watching and waiting. And Paul doesn't rebuke them. I'm sure he hears the clamoring. He hears the noise. He doesn't rebuke them. He doesn't curse them. He doesn't even acknowledge them. Why? Because he already shook it off in the fire from whence it came. And he was, I know where you're taking me, God. And this isn't where it's ending. He had a vision. He was walking in a calling. And so he just shook it off. Your enemy would love for you to be so consumed by what the world says will destroy you. They, your enemy would, would love to consume your, consume your ever waking thought with things that by the world's definition is going to be your end and your dis, dem, demise. But for those of us who know we are walking in the will and the calling of God, at some point, sometimes we have a pity party. I get it. We're all there. But at some point you have to get up off of that pity party and say, you know what? I know what God has promised and this ain't it. And so I'm just going to shake this one off. I'm going to put it back in the fire from whence it came. And I'm just going to keep walking. I'm not going to allow myself to get distracted. How do you have that confidence? It's because I personally have seen some things that God spoke into my spirit. And they haven't happened yet. And so it, these things that come up in our life and they try to distract us and to consume us and to get us distracted from the things of God. Hey, we, child of God, you're just going to have to shake it off sometimes. It's not convenient. It's not fun. Yeah, Paul didn't die, but he didn't say it was a pleasurable experience. But he knew this is not where it's going to end. We're going to have to shake it off. There are some things that he has showed me that will come to pass that haven't happened yet. And the world wants me to be distracted and consumed and running around chasing things by what the world says will destroy me. And it may very well destroy me at some point. They may be right. The world may be right. But it's not, I'm not going to allow myself to be distracted by the here and now because I know good and well this is not where it ends. I've seen something on the other side. It's not today. It may not even be this year. And so until it comes to fruition, I 
I believe there's some deadly things that would desire to destroy me, but because I am a believer, he said, if we take any deadly thing, it will not destroy us, that we would have the power and the authority to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I'm not going to get distracted by what the world says is going to destroy me, but I'm going to hold fast to the promises of God. And I can't just go through the motions. I can't just wake up and say, well, I'm going to show up at church. But I believe I'm like Paul. I've got to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. I'm not going to get so distracted that just showing up is enough. But there's something in my spirit that just has to shake it off and say, you know what? That's just a distraction. I'm going to keep pressing. That's just a distraction. I'm going to keep going. I can't quit. I can't stop. Because there's a promise that God spoke to me just on the other side. Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or spirit, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. For it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accused as, or accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. I, I preached a message there and I could pause just for a moment. I am persuaded. How do you keep going and keep believing? Because at some point in an altar, I was persuaded. I'm not going to get distracted by what pops up in this whack-a-mole and chase my tail. I ain't doing it. I know what God spoke to me. I know what God showed me. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things that are still out on the horizon, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to to separate me from the love of God which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. It's time that someone is persuaded to, and you just shake it off. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying you aren't hurt. I'm not saying you're not sick. I'm not saying there wasn't uh, something that happened to you. Uh, uh, but I, I, I just believe that somebody if they want to can just shake it off. I, I I was praying in the spirit before service, and, and I just, this is crazy, but I, I just got in my mind, I just started dancing a little bit, and God began to show me someone is going to move something off of their spirit in their dance, that something is going to fall off of them because it can't stay on them when their spirit of worship and in praise and in the dance. Hey, sometimes got to just shake it off. Doesn't mean that. You aren't really sick. It doesn't mean that the circumstance is not real. It doesn't mean that you are not suffering. It does not mean you do not feel the effects of everything the world is saying that is going to destroy you. But what I am saying is don't let it consume you. Don't let it distract you. Don't let it distract you from the anointing. Don't let it distract you from the calling. Don't let it distract you from the ministry. Don't let it distract you from speaking faith, from worshiping, from dancing, from praising, from laying on of your hands, and people will recover from teaching, from instructing others, from giving, for believing. Somebody's just got to shake it off so the anointing can flow through you again. Somebody's going to have to shake it off so that you lay hands on the sick. And like it did several years ago, somebody says, I feel something in my spirit. How does that happen? We're going to have to shake it off. 
the momentary distraction is the only pause your enemy needs to create doubt and potentially sever your connection from the power and the authority of God that provides your spiritual protection. You're going to have to shake it off. Pastor preached about it. We want God to change our circumstances. And God oftentimes is wanting to change us and adjust the way that we think and adjust the things that we are focusing on. It's time some of us just shake it off. Pastor Jason, you don't understand. I, I, I agree, I don't. I know some of the things that I face, and I know some of the things that you face, and I, I agree for some of you, you face things that I can't even comprehend. But this is what I know in my spirit. If you allow yourself to be consumed with it, you'll miss the anointing, and you'll miss everything that God desires to do through you and generations that are affected after you. But here's what I can tell you. If you just commit it to God and say, you know what? I'm just going to keep walking. I'm just going to keep believing. I'm just going to keep dancing. I'm just going to keep teaching. I'm just going to keep instructing. I'm just going to keep keep praising. I'm just going to keep singing. I'm just going to keep clapping my hands. I'm just going to keep worshiping. I'm just going to keep showing up. I'm not going through the motions, but I'm pressing into what I know God spoke into my spirit. Even to the extreme. Pastor, I was reminded and I looked up the scripture because I remember that there was a passage and I had just forgotten connection with the story that where Jesus says this sickness is not unto death. I was like, oh, that goes so well. Until I looked up and remembered where that story comes from. The one time that Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death, the guy died. Lazarus died. But Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death but that the Son of Man might be glorified, that we might understand the authority and the power of who He is. What I find interesting in that story is that we all recognize that and at the end of our life that our spirit will continue on, that there is a continuation. But Jesus was saying, I not only have authority over the spiritual things, but I have authority over the physical things as well. And I have the authority to stand at death's door, open it at my bequest, reach down into on the other side and pull somebody out. What are you saying? What it covers is it doesn't matter whether it's spiritual or mental, whether it is physical, what is going on, but my God has authority over all things. So in the name of Jesus, I believe that some people can simply shake it off. As we all stand in this place, Brother Jeff comes. Shake it off. I'm not just telling somebody to grow up. I'm not just telling... Somebody to suck it up, buttercup. I, I like saying that. But I'm talking about a spiritual thing that happens when people say, I know what God is doing. I know that if I keep my end of the bargain, he'll keep his end of the bargain. And he will give it pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It will be abundantly more than I can ask or think. And so if, if what he has shown me is true, and I believe my God is true, if I hold up my end of the bargain, he'll hold up his. And I, I believe that. And Pastor Jason, how, how can you be so confident 
How, how, how can you be so confident? I, I, I'm not getting into my personal effects. Well, actually, I am. It's my wallet. How can you be? I had to rewrite it recently because the other one was so tattered. How can you face things that the world says is going to destroy you and you keep going? How can people speak negative things over your life and you refuse to receive it? This little, not yellow envelope, Pastor, but this little yellow piece of paper. Because on it, I wrote down some things that God has shown me in part. I didn't see all of it, but different things over the years that God began to reveal to me. And He began to show me some things. And it's things that involve me like I, I'm there. Not that it's just going to happen, but I'm there. As if I will experience it and I will witness it. How do you know it's not really going to destroy you? Because I've got a promise of God. He's shown me a vision of something that's not completed yet, but will be at some point in the future. So when people say, it's not going to happen, Paul, it's not going to happen, Pastor Jason, you may be right, but I'm just going to, no offense, but I'm just going to shake it off. If you, if you don't mind, I've got a promise of some things that are going to happen. Uh, uh, doctor, I know what you're saying, and I don't have, I don't have all the answers to what you're telling me, and I don't know how it's all going to end, but I know it ain't going to end this way, or at least not yet. How do you know? Because the viper reached out and grabbed a hold of you, and it said it's going to destroy you. How do you know it's not the end? Because I've got a vision, and I'm walking in the will and the calling of God. That's why I can step into an altar and just shake it off and begin to do a little worship, begin to do a little dance. I'm not naive. I'm not confused. I'm not demented. But I have a promise of God. Somebody's going to shake it off. I, I believe in the Spirit uh, that somebody's going to step into something uh, and God's going to remind you of some things uh, and you're going to step back and say, God, uh, that is a promise you gave me. Uh, and I understand what the world says. I understand everything that's falling apart. Uh, but in your presence... Uh, I'm just going to shake it off. I'm not saying you're delusional, that you're confused, that everything you're facing is not real. It's 100% real. But this one thing I know, my confidence is not in this world. My confidence is in Him. And so I'm just going to shake it off. I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm opening up these altars right now. If there is something that has been in your spirit, it's got you distracted. There's the sickness. There's the illness. There's the family things that are going on. There's all the confusing things that are being spoken into your life. It's time for a child of God to step into the presence of God, into the holy of holies, and say, you know what? I'm just going to shake it off. I'm just going to let it go. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, sir.